This machine kills fascists. Dune drop in. Dropping in. We watched. Uh, we w- we've watched the Dune trailer. We forgot to talk about it. Surprise micro episode. So, Dune trailer. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know a lot about Dune because I've never seen the. I've never seen the Lynch movie and I've never read the book. All I know is the uh, the trail of like nerd tears that follows it. There is a trail of nerd tears. I've never read the book. I've seen the Lynch movie. I, me and my brother actually watched the the. There was a sci-fi mini series back in the day that I remember watching. And I know there's this great documentary that I've never seen about how Jorodowski was gonna make Dune, and it was gonna be like the greatest sci-fi movie ever. Sure, right. So it just has so much baggage. It's got a lot of baggage, um, and it's really dense. It's like these families over this galaxy and. The main thing I remember is that the planet, the sand, the the one with all the spice, the one with the sandworms and stuff. Oh, that spice thing was just you off the, the cuff. It's called the spice, and it's what they use to have intergalactic travel. Like, their spaceships are powered by some aliens that are spice-powered, and when they take the spice, they can travel light years. Huh? <laughs> deep, deep. <laughs> what? what? This is like a genre of sci-fi that I'm not crazy about, which is like the space opera sure. stuff. It's more, sure. it's closer to fantasy than it is to like, you know, some head trip, right. you know, Philip K. Dick right. story or right. something like that. Okay. But Dune's, Dune's a weird franchise, you know? <laughs> so do you feel excited to see it? Okay, I did, I did like the new Blade Runner that the guy did. I told you it was really long and really dense. And that's what I imagine this one will be like. Although it looks like there's a lot of, like, they're making into a big action blockbuster movie. It strikes me as a similarly toned film, kind of. Just to, from just from the trailer. To, like, any other side. Well, to any, any, to any Denny Villeneuve movie, I guess. But it does have the, like, it looks it's gonna like... It's going to be like sci-fi Lord of the Rings kind of shit. And it all ends up in a big space battle. A little, uh, I think it's like they. I think I don't fucking remember, man. I I know they ride. I know they ride the sandworms. Oh, I know he like he's he's from like uh he's from like this family that's like royalty, uh-huh. and he ends up like on this backwoods planet and meeting the girl there and right, right. becoming their like savior or whatever. And um, so it's the classic like. Yeah. Poor little, poor little rich boy becomes savior of. That's what it the, looks of like. Of the poor, pe- <laughs> of the poor people. I was wondering if doing. I think was it was. Perhaps made, I think it was written in the '60s or the '70s or something. I guess that through my only knowing it for its dense reputation, that it was a little more uh, creative with the narrative than that. I guess. I think it is. I'm just kind of being reductive. I mean, all I really remember about the David Lynch one is the guy from. All of David Lynch's movies. Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah. Yeah. Photographed with Jelaine Maxwell. Who is a little bit like Timothy Clemidithy. Um I mean, they've got like a similar kind of like... I call I call him Stickman Tim. Sticky Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Big uh-huh. Stickman Timmy. <laughs> Timothy Clemidithy. I like him, man. We were talking about I like this. him too. I just think it's funny. I just think it's funny in his name. I think his whole everything sounds surreal. like him. Yeah. <laughs> 
Everything surrounding Chalamet, I think, is funny. Um, and st- I was telling you, Sting is in the original one. Right. There's like, Did you tell who there's was... like these Game of Thrones kind of families, and I think that's part of the reason that they like got this made again. Is they're like, oh, Game of Thrones was popular. People I... do be liking this. And I know Dune has a ton of fucking sequels too. Books do, and I could give a shit. Like his son started writing them after he died. Oh kind of god! Thing. Like there's like twenty or thirty or something of them. Like that's gotta be weird. They'd like to do that with that kind of shit, you know? That's I think strange. I think that nerd culture is where that <laughs> kind of franchise splitting off and rebooting and stuff began. Like, they used to do all those, I don't know, the Star Wars novellas and stuff like that. Right. So, we live in a world where Dune's a big deal now. And uh, the found, I was telling you the Foundation series is going to come out on Apple TV. And right. That's an Asimov trilogy that... Right. Is about like a civilization over thousands of years. So, and who's in this? Um, Jared Harris. Jared, that's right. He's like the Lane Price, baby. Yeah, I think the You're plot of that is like this guy's pimp. developed this science that can basically predict the future. So that's what Lane Price. Does. He's that guy. It's a great role for him. Yeah, something like that. I've never read that series either. Give me more content with Jared Harris, man. But it's it is nice to see them adapting these like dense sci-fi things and yeah. i'm hoping maybe they'll get into more of the kind of stuff that i would dig like there's been a ton of phil k dick adaptations but like i don't know there's some good like trippy psychedelic sci-fi what's the what's like the number one i don't even know how you'd adapt that you'd like to see kind of adapted i don't know like something fucking weird like samuel delaney like Dahlgren or something right like, where you're like this isn't even this you couldn't even adapt shit like that i mean they're so strange some of those old stories. But you could make like a cool anthology series where you were like the most psychedelic sci-fi stories ever written. I mean, they've done things like that. Sure, sure. I like to see, you know, good adaptations of any genre except fantasy. True that. Yeah. I agree with you. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else to add? No, do you? Not really. Who was in this trailer? Jason Moma. Jason Momoa. Jason. Who was the other guy we laughed about? Uh, oh, Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista, fucking. Uh, Zendaya. And Zendaya. Our, and our guy from, who's also in Star Wars. Oh, Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Oh, I remembered seeing his face that I had one last thing that I don't think we ever talked about on the podcast that I think is just horrible. Uh, HBO ordered a new adaptation of Ingmar Bergman's scenes from a marriage. With Oscar Isaac, and I believe Carrie Mulligan, who I, I adore both of them, and I love those movies. But you're not into the idea. I'm of not crazy about stuff that. Like that. No, not really. Yeah. Why do you need to do that? Why do you need to do that? If it were a play, it would be one thing. You know. He did. Bergman later adapted it for the stage in the '80s, like almost ten years after he. If that were the version they did, that'd be one thing. You know, if they were doing, if you found out they were doing that on Broadway, which obviously. Oh, if they were doing it on Broadway, Broadway. I'd be like, that'd be incredible. I would love that, but I don't need. I like. What are you gonna? Are you gonna go frame for frame on it? Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. Those those Bergman fans have been on Twitter just (laughs) demanding it. Being a huge Bergman fanboy myself, I'm not really looking for Bergman. When you go to when you go to the Bergman conventions, you guys are like, what are they gonna reboot? Yeah, yeah, right. Where's Fanny and Alexander Part Two? Yeah, that doesn't happen. And they're like, I want the Cries and Whispers musical. Max von Sydow has been dead for a couple of years. Yeah. R.A.P. Big Dog. Um, 
Yeah. Well. That was our first mini pod. Great. I hope you guys are all well. And uh, enjoy looking forward to watching Dune with all of you. <laughs> in the fem Dune. And, and the, yeah. The fellow Dune femdom. <laughs> Hell yeah. How old take. <laughs>
I like to I like to stay in the dark place, but preferably have basketball with me. So we were just gonna think the last we were kind of hovering around doing this a a week or two weeks ago, but we wanted to wait until the the dust had settled a little bit more and we had a clear picture of what the conference finals are. I thought that we were gonna I really thought we would know exactly who was playing in the Western Conference Finals today, but that did not happen because the Nuggets <laughs> the Nuggets love death and they laugh in its fucking face. Yeah. <laughs> well they they shine when it when it fucking matters, they shine. I don't know. There's something about it. I mean this will be what? The fourth game seven in the last two years for them? Is that right? With the Spurs and then seven with Portland, seven with Utah and then yeah. Yeah, I think you gotta you gotta imagine that they've got the momentum at this point. I think I think that they do too, and I and I don't know how that's possible with with a game manager like Kawhi and like that long list of dudes who can score the ball and defend. How the Nuggets have just like freestyled their way? Oh, total, totally <laughs> freestyled it. And I feel like we've seen the emergence of Michael Porter Jr. Though I think he's. He's hit some clutch buckets. I I seriously think his potential. I think he, he could potentially be an all star. I'm saying it now. I think I think so too. I mean, obviously off the court, he uh, off the court he obviously shows his ass pretty frequently. But those put like those putback dunks and some of the like really really needed crunch time threes that that kid hits. Like he's 20 years old. You know, you got to be you got to expect he's at least a pretty valuable trade piece for them. For sure. How, how tall is he? Do you know? I think he's six ten. I mean, he like looks like Durant out there. He's really yeah, long. No, his his stroke looks just like Durant too. Well, fuck, man. If I was six ten and eighteen years old, I'd be playing like Kevin Durant too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who else you can model your game after. Oh man, I mean, you can't you can't not talk about Murray, especially in that in that Jazz series. That was unreal. That I was it the game was it the game six where him and Mitchell exchanged like. Four consecutive threes apiece. It was yeah six. Oh my god! Nice. I've I've truly never seen a, a shootout quite like that before. I don't think. No, I not in recent memory that I can think of. I mean, Mitchell Mitchell's nice man. It's it's fun watching those two battle. I think that's going to be a a rivalry for years to come. Now, I think I, I think it I think it has kind of low key been one as well as I think that Portland and Denver has a little bit of one too after the. Yeah the semis last year for sure joker and yusuf nurkic i don't know if they're friends or not anymore but you got to imagine <laughs> <laughs> who else can really understand those guys the way that they can understand each other <laughs> you just got to be into horses man but i mean we can talk all day about how good the nuggets have been but the clippers have just completely blown to elimination games they probably should have lost game three i thought but oh definitely. I, I, I thought i thought they were gonna blow it in fact i don't remember at what point in that game they find the nuggets finally gave up i don't even remember exactly what happened but well there was kind of a sh- Jokic got called out an offensive foul that would have been a three-point play i think that would have put them back up five or something like that and it kind of just it kind of just fell apart and paul george hit a couple shots what do you think of playoff p after watching him through the first two series I'm not impressed. Not impressed. I don't know. I, I don't know if I've I've never been a huge fan, to be honest. I just mm. I haven't he hasn't done anything that's just like sealed it for me. He hasn't. I don't no. think I think he has it in him. I really do, but it just he doesn't shine when he needs to shine. I don't know what it is. 
I don't know if it's this current team he's on. I mean, it didn't, I obviously, you know, with uh, OKC, it didn't shine either. So yeah, nothing worked with that. And I think that the whole team got blown up because of it. Right. Yeah. I'm just not, and I'm not sure if he's, maybe he isn't the best fit with Kawhi. I don't know. if I don't think so. I think Kawhi is. What's that? Van Fleet was, you know, like who, who do you put next to him that, that just unleashes that. Cause I mean, Kawhi's had pretty stellar games throughout the series and it just like, hasn't been enough. So it clearly needs to be something offensively. Yeah. So, so what do they do then? What do they do for next season? What do you know? I mean, is he on a multiple year contract? Paul George? I, I, don't know. I don't I think that him and Kawhi are both on, I think they're just two year deals. I think that they're smaller deals. I don't, re- I don't remember, gotcha. but I mean, it depends if they blow this series, then who knows? I mean, you can't just really chalk that up to luck that you lost in game seven of the second round. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know what it's going to be like if the Nuggets can pull it off. That's going to be it's going to be interesting. Yeah. So, be- they got the momentum for sure. But I, it just depends on what kind of Nuggets team is going to show up. Because there's been moments where they look like they don't know what they're running at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I th- in game sevens, you know, they usually get a little slower and a little rougher. Rougher, grindier, sure. And I think that the, the that might befit the Clippers a little bit better, but whatever that was, game two when they walked in and Jokic like punched Patrick Beverly in the face on the in the first three minutes, that pretty much ended the game. So I don't know <laughs> if they try another maneuver like that, maybe they'll carry it off. <laughs> were the, uh, the odds on favorites to win it all this year, or were the Bucks? The, I think that the, the Bucks had the best odds. I wish I could pull that shit up. I should have screenshotted that a couple weeks ago. So the Bucks uh, had the best odds. Wow. But, I mean, I think that they were, like, plus 150. Like, you couldn't even get good odds on them at the beginning of the playoffs. Jesus. Wow. What's, what's going to happen to Giannis, you think? Well, did you see that he unfollowed all of his teammates on I Instagram? I did see that. That's a, that's a power move right there. <laughs> that is a passive power move. Yeah, passive big dick energy move. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Like, where where could he land, you think? You think, like, I hope he just stays in the East because the West doesn't need any more fucking superstars. No, too I, yeah. Too fucking crowded. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe we can, we can tag that on the end when we talk about your Blazers. But okay. right now the Clippers are minus 265 favorites to win that game. Okay. You can get the Nuggets at 215. Okay. Over, yes, the over-under is uh, 207 and a half, so I'd be probably – I don't know. That's really low. That is low. Over, man. I don't know. 207? 207 is low even for a game seven. They usually put it at like 210. Holy shit. How's your betting been going? Uh, my betting is non-existent. I'm just oh, is- <laughs> betting with friends. No, man, I, I haven't. I haven't pulled the trigger. I feel like whenever money gets involved with this sort of thing, my heart gets in the way of making a good bet, and I fucking lose. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. <laughs> or, or I jinx. I jinx whoever I'm rooting for because I'm either betting on or against them. So right, it's been right. non-existent. But but I told myself I made made it a goal for myself that uh, in this next series I'm gonna start placing some bets. It's You're gonna get in there, okay? I'm like, get my toes in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, t- I'll, re- you know, I'll recommend player props. That's a good way. Player prop rebounds. You can just piss and moan about guys fighting for rebounds from their own teammates and stuff. <laughs> okay. It's like one of, the, it's one of the only ways to really bet on guys like Russell Westbrook, who yeah. we, we can start to talk about now. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's like yeah. about this Houston Lakers series. Wow, I. 
I was a little surprised. I, I really thought, I really thought Houston was going to give them more trouble, but I, I don't know what it is. I mean, Harden just doesn't seem like he can deliver when it counts. Like on paper, Harden seems like a fucking boss, but when it when it when it comes to it, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think he gets in his own way somehow. It's he gets in he gets in his own way by like just like kind of shutting down. You know, I think it was that game three or whatever, when he just like, it doesn't seem like he wants the ball. It doesn't seem like he knows where to go or, you know what I mean? Like, and we've been doing this for five years. Yeah. He needs to be in that position where he wants the ball in clutch moments. You know, he needs to have that confidence. And I feel like he talks a lot of confidence, but it doesn't reflect in his game. It really doesn't. Yeah, Like maybe just the regular season, but not when it matters. Yeah. Not when, not when you're matched up, matching up with the same team night after night and they know how to you know prepare for you even a fucking team like the lakers who we you know i text you about all the time i think that they're terrible yeah no they 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 have like very few moments where they seem like they're dominant but the rest of it is just discombobulated i don't think they play great team basketball it's just like oh my god it's just if ad and lebron can fucking shine for a night that's like the only way they win like they both yeah. have to go off yeah right you need like at least 28 out of both of them if not 30 or more i feel like you know in game i think it it must have been game four because i you know i kind of didn't watch every minute of those like three and four just because i kind of assumed that the rockets were gonna turn it into a series but there are moments in game four you know rondo hits like two uncontested threes and you're like well if rondo's draining threes like you're probably not gonna win Like the offense is like their offense has enveloped your small guy defense. Yeah, the, the small ball. I don't know. I think it's safe to say that experiment didn't fucking work, right? No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, I guess it can still work if you have like Steph and Clay both giving you 36 or something like that and shooting like 11 for 19 from the three point line. But when you have one and a half guys and a bunch of aged role players and no, and Jeff Green's your biggest guy and like your third option, you're fucked. <laughs> For sure. And yeah, that proved to be so. And what happened to Coach D'Antoni? What happened? He's He just told them that he was leaving, which is the that. first time I've ever seen a coach be like, no, I'm leaving. I'm not <laughs> fired. <laughs> so was that less, the construction of that team was probably less what he was hoping for i'm i'm imagining and more up the chain of command yeah this experiment's gonna work and you fucking make it work coach something i mean the best team that they had was that was the the 18 team with paul and the big man why can't you think clint capella i mean that was the best team that they had they should have beat that warriors team they definitely would have beat that Cavs team oh easy if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt, I don't know. It's a bunch of, you know, should have, could have been, but like, yeah. fuck, man. <laughs> oh, man. You think Chris Paul's going to get a ring before he's no. done? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know who can take him on. His contract is like ginormous. I think he gets oh, like, I think it's like 39, 41, 43 million over the next three years or something like that. Oh, really? I didn't know. It's, that. Yeah, it's like tough. Damn. I don't know. I, th- I think he. I think he played with a lot of heart. He, I love him. Serious dude. I, I really wish the Thunder could have. Uh, I don't know how the Thunder would have matched up though with the Lakers. I don't know. I feel like they might have matched up better than Houston. But well, they definitely would have. Like they definitely would have. Like played with a little more grit and muscle than the fucking Rockets do. I think. Oh sure. Do you know what I mean? 
for sure. I don't know. And like, like I said, when we started this, like the Lakers scare me too, because that game one, when the Rockets beat them, it was like, get these fucking dudes off the floor. Like they're like, bound, they're bouncing the ball off their feet. And like, they look like the Knicks, you know, they were just like <laughs> a fucking sloppy mess. <laughs> Unless LeBron is like, I'm going to, I'm going to hold the ball for 20 seconds. Yeah. You know, it's hard. I don't know. It's hard for me to root for a team like that, that they don't seem to, jive they don't seem to root for each other like they don't exactly they don't seem like they're even like friendly off the court you know it's just no. somebody's upset with somebody constantly it's not a good look it's just like i don't know and can we get my guy jr some more minutes come on <laughs> yeah let's see i did he play any minutes against Houston? He's, I, I i saw him on the court did he hit a three did he get streaky i don't know i think that didn't he he hit a couple when they first brought him I think he hit a couple in the Portland series, maybe. I think he, he definitely played a little. I don't know if he hit any. He probably did. Got to get him and Deion Waiters out there more, man. <laughs> how do you think, how do you think uh, Kyle Kuzma? I don't do think, think much of Kuzma. You don't think much? He's not living up to expectations, huh? No. he's all. He also – I I bet on him twice, I think, in the first round, like at like 11 and a half points on the over, and he got like three – you know, so he hasn't he hasn't gotten a lot of brownie points with me personally, but I also the eye test on him just you know. I feel like he's got some time to develop, but I don't think he's at the level people expected him to be at this point. No, to be LeBron's teammate on a title team. Yeah, but I mean, he's had garbage. He's had garbage men for all of these playoff runs, so he fits the bill for that. When yeah. I was watching them in game one, when they looked like shit, I was like, this reminds me of those teams that lost to golden state, like to yeah. the Durant golden state. And you're like, what the fuck? Jordan Clarkson plays 29 minutes a game. Like what the fuck? <laughs> I do. I do. I gotta say, I like watching Crusoe play. I like watching Crusoe play. I don't know what it is about it. Like, he looks like he's going to like service your water heater or something, but then he fucking dunks on you. He's, he's <laughs> I don't he know. Makes, and he does make hustle plays. Yeah, hustle plays, man. I I don't enjoy watching the Lakers, and, and you know now that I'm I'm not much of a Le- LeBroni. Yeah, not a LeBron guy. I think he's he's a massive talent, and I think he's just physically built like Superman, especially yeah. when it comes to playing basketball. And I think that's all fun and fine, but I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't do it for me? I feel like. And especially the way this team was constructed, it just, I don't know. Obviously, if you're a Lakers fan, you're excited, but it's pretty much Lakers versus the rest of the world. (laughs) Yeah, right. But if you're a Lakers fan, you're also a loser. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. He doesn't do it for me. AD's AD's killer, though. He's fun to watch. See, and I'm not, I'm not huge in the, I'm not huge on AD. I think he's kind of soft. In the Portland series, I think he hit this, like, pull-up jumper from the free-throw line, he, he hit the same shot four or five plays in a row. Yeah. Like, boom, like, literally the same spot on the floor. And he's just, like, smooth. He just hits it every fucking time. But, you know, Portland can't defend, so they didn't really stand a chance against trying to defend him. Right. And and Le- they have no real wings to throw at LeBron either, so that was, that was a tough matchup for them. I still really thought that they probably could have pulled at least two wins out if Dame stays healthy. Yeah, and if they, I think they just ran out of steam because I mean they were on a tear the whole bubble. Oh my I, god! It's a scoring machine, and I think that just you can't count on that forever. 
No, and that's, I mean, we're kind of jumping between a bunch of series, but that's another thing that I worry about with the Nuggets. It's like, are you going to get 35 out of those guys, or are they going to give you, you know, two for 18? Right. Paul George is also in that camp, right? I never know if that guy's just going to be fucking atrocious. Yeah, there's no consistency in this game, I don't think. What else you want to say about the Lakers? Oh, I just want to talk about Danny Green and what happened to him. <laughs> that was not what I thought you were going to reach for. All right, talk to you about Danny Green. Something's up, man. Something is up. Danny Green just I, – I haven't really been paying attention to this last series as far as, like, his percentage of threes. But yeah. He, like one of, he, was, he had one of the highest percentages in the league, I thought, for a couple of years, and he's not hitting shit. Oh, my God. Well, and he was such a big part of that Toronto team that won the title and those Spurs teams, you know, it is, I, it's one of those things that you're like, does making, does playing with LeBron make these players worse? I think there might be something to that, honestly. I don't know. I remember Rodney Hood, they couldn't even play. Yeah, that's right. In the finals, and then they sent him to Portland, and he was fucking great. Yeah, he single-handedly won a couple games for them during that regular season and the playoff game. Yeah. But yeah, Danny Green. I feel like something's up. Maybe he's got food poisoning that's lasted for two seasons. <laughs> for a month. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't I don't know what happened there, but they need him, man. Oh, for sure. They need him. They're going to need him in the next series, too. No matter who they get. Um, well, now we can, we can jump over to the Eastern Conference. We can talk a little about the game, the Boston-Toronto Game 7, which was probably one of the... I mean that's that series along with the Utah Nugget series was is one of the craziest. Oh man, high octane, high fucking octane. So can you go through? Can you go through each game real quick? Because which was the game that fell through their fingers here? Trying to get well. (laughs) I mean, arguably game three and game six. Kind of game three was the OG Ananobi buzzer beater. Yeah, that they had pretty much locked up with point five to go. And then six was the double overtime game where yeah, the the, the calls got missed. So I mean, you could, I mean, if you're like a Celtics diehard, you could argue that they won five of seven games in that series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or six that, or six of seven. I don't know. Game seven was a doozy. Uh, I, I definitely I held my breath. Uh, there's a play Brown like fell and did the splits. Yeah, I thought he like Ooh. straight up tore his groin. I was worried. Yeah, and that was with like that was with like nine minutes to go. In oh, the fourth. Nine to go. Damn. Yeah, that that would have been <laughs> silence would have befallen the already silent bubble. I think. Yeah, that was an exciting game. But Marcus, I got it. We got to talk a little bit about my guy Marcus Smart, the yeah. best oh the best God, player in the block. league. <laughs> dude, block, dude, probably the best block in the league since LeBron's in the finals. No, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, I mean, Holy he had like. An inch of room before it hit the fucking backboard. Oh my god! And then his hand just smothered. Who, who went up for that? Was it Powell? Uh, it was Powell. Yeah, Powell who 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 kind of put him away in Game Six. Yeah, that was that was pretty nasty. I'm sure. He and, he, was- and he like screamed as he did it, which I love. I love to see that. Oh shit! I didn't hear that. <laughs> just, just like a bloodthirsty warrior. I mean, was there any point? Did you actually think Boston wasn't going to pull this off? Yeah, I yeah, definitely. I mean, Game Seven, it seemed like they pretty much had in control the whole time, but they they seemed pretty much in control of a lot of games until about the last five minutes, and then things would kind of start to get a little shaky. But I but I mean, hey, we talked. You know, guys who have a lot of guys. You got Tatum and and Kemba and Brown. 
and even Marcus can all at least pose a threat to an, to a defense. And they got away with a bunch of those little uh, alley-oops to Tice in those late minutes nice. that was just wide open. That's true. Yeah, I don't know much about Tice. How do you feel about him? I, he just seems like a gamer, man. He goes out there and like just takes a fucking beating. In that series, he got punched in the face and kicked in the head, and he gets, yeah. you know, he's their biggest guy. He gets banged all over the place. Yeah. Um, how's he on rebounding? I haven't looked up uh, his stuff. Uh, as a as a whole, the Celtics aren't like an outrageous rebounding team. I don't think, yeah. which is why this Miami series is going to be something else because they got some bigger guys and some tougher guys. That's true. And some gamers. They it's a much older actually, I don't know. I mean, they both seem to have these kind of young cores, but they've got Iguodala. Jimmy's been around. Right. Dragic has been around. He's not that old, is he? Dragic? Yeah. I don't man, I don't know. Some some of these guys I can't tell. I'm like, he's gotta be 30. Dragic is 34. Oh my god. Wow, okay. I guess <laughs> oh I've really past couple of years that I really been giving him any thought, but no, that that heat team can hurt you in a bunch of different ways i feel like i don't know how they're going to match up with boston i don't know what that's like physically i don't know what that's going to look like i don't either but I, as i told you i did put a little more money on my uh heat to win the conference <laughs> but i could be i mean i could i can i can see just about every outcome of that series down to either team winning in five games you think really? yeah yeah wow yeah i kind of think if Boston comes out swinging hard to begin with and kind of shake up the flow that the Heat have had, I think that they stand a chance. Yeah. But if they come out and they shine in game one, I think it's probably going to be over. Yeah, if you get Jimmy talking shit, it might, that might be it. <laughs> Jimmy Butler, my number one like favorite player that I hate to root against. I hate to I hate to root against him because I'm like, God damn it. He he wants to rip my throat out. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. The next couple, the next couple weeks are going to be crazy. Tomorrow, I think, is the fr- Monday. We're recording this on a Sunday night. Uh, I think is the first day we, that we'll have without basketball since the strike. Yeah, you're right, huh? That, but by the way, that was. It's nice having basketball every night. I'll tell you what, it's nice. It is, but I did appreciate the strike. Oh, of course. That. Yeah, I, I was hoping that. I was talking to a friend about this earlier, and I, I kind of feel like I would have been. I would have been awesome with it if they just didn't come back. Like, how do you feel about that? Do you think that would yeah. have, we don't want to get political on your podcast, but <laughs> our political you know? podcast is called the guillotine. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> you know the deal. <laughs> I know the deal. Yeah. I, yeah. I would have definitely supported those guys walking away. I mean, I obviously wanted a, I want a champion, but you yeah, know, I'd be, I'd be pretty bankrupt and to, to not support that. Right. Yeah. That was, that was unprecedented. That was, it was interesting. I mean, I, I kind of wish and hoped that more came of it. You know, this wasn't, wasn't the idea that some of these owners, you know, have connections in the DA's office. And yeah. Have more influence in times when they're being fucking called upon. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure efforts were, are continuously being made, but I was, you know, I guess I was a little too hopeful. Yeah. Some, some change would come from it, but yeah. You know, and either way, it, it was a, a step in the right direction. <sighs> and who knows what the off? Who knows what we might see in the off season? I'm curious to see, especially when a lot of these guys who have been more outspoken, guys like Jalen Brown and stuff, like when they get when they get back out of the bubble and into their communities. I don't know. I'm I I put a lot of stock and hope into these guys because I really believe in in what they can do, and I think that oh, for sure 
you know, pretty much across the board, these guys are, you know, really on the right page. 100%. Now you're right. I think the off season is going to see some, some massive movements forward, I think. So uh, we pretty much covered all the stuff that we wanted to cover, but I definitely wanted to clear the lane, so to speak, for you to say any eulogies that you want to say about the Portland Trailblazers or uh, any, any, you know, this is, you're officially on a basketball podcast, so you can, you know, maybe float some, float some trade ideas or something out there. Float some trade ideas. Oh man. I think, I think I'm a Portland Trailblazers fan, of course, for your listeners, uh, because I live up here in Portland. I am from Colorado, so I am a diehard Nuggets fan as well. (laughs) Both my teams, if if one can have two. But yeah, I think it's I think it's time to think about trading CJ. I, he's on a massive contract. I'm not so sure. I don't know what teams would want him. Honestly, I've I've seen some uh, some people talk about. You know, that of course, there's going to be people being like, "Yeah, get rid of CJ and get rid of Gary Trent and get some first round picks. Get rid of Anthony Simons and go after Giannis," which we all know that would never happen. Um, I like Gary Trent. What's that? I like Gary Trent. Oh, I would never get rid of him. I think we got to keep him. I think the bubble is like he's emerged. Yeah. Fully. I think, yeah, I think for at least a three or four game stint there in the bubble, he was lights out, best three point shooter in the game. I know that's not saying much, but <laughs> his, his ceiling is pretty high. I mean, the dude, the dude every day for, for practice, he sits and he doesn't leave the gym till he hits between 500 and 1,000 threes. Like no, right. dude just puts in the work. And okay, it. all right. How old is he? Twenty-two. Uh, young, twenty, I think. Twenty. I don't, I don't yeah. think he's twenty-one yet. Um, so he's he's kind of like the shining star for Portland uh, as far as their future is concerned. So I don't foresee them getting rid of him, and hopefully they don't. But yeah, I don't know if they're gonna they're gonna probably they're not gonna sign Hassan Whiteside again. I don't think. I think that was. Never seen a player who like he led the leagues in blocks. He led the league in blocks, yeah. And yeah. Still, when he was on the court, it didn't feel like it didn't feel like he was pushing anything, man. If yeah, that's true. Moping around, I know that's he's just a tall, lanky dude, but yeah, he. I think he he held his own good enough for uh, before Yusuf Nur could could come back. But yeah, they're gonna get rid of him for sure. And I know Mello wants to stay. I'm praying for that. He's he's, hey. he's put a spark uh, in the fans' hearts up here. No, so, totally. And of course, I love him uh, from growing up watching him with the Nuggies. So he says he wants to. He says he wants to retire here in Portland. He says he likes the group of guys. I think he's impressed with Dame's leadership. So I think they're going to sure. do whatever it takes to make him happy. And he's sure. going to want to continue to start. I think, which honestly, I'm okay with. I think. I think he kind of surprised everybody with his production. Yeah, I think if he can, if he can, you know, hit some catch and shoot threes like he did in the bubble next season, def- you can get thirty minutes out of him. I think so. I think so. Yeah, this this whole season's been pretty exciting, really. But uh, you know, of course, the injuries. Um, you know, I, I don't think they could have reached their full potential. But I'm not saying that they were a contender team by any stretch. But well, but I mean, CJ being healthy is like. <clears throat> Could have at least got you like at least another seven or eight points in each of those Lakers games. For sure, for sure. And there, there was moments I think where you know just it's just their offense was overwhelming to anybody. You know when 
when you're that good of a scoring team. I think, what is it? Maybe the Mavericks were the only other super high scoring team like that. Just like our horse, you know? Yeah. And they lost in six games, you know? Right. I'm tired of hearing about the Mavericks just for anyone at home. (laughs) 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 Fuck, fuck Porzingis. Fuck Luca. Fuck Mark Cuban. Fuck all of them. Ouchie. Ouchie. (laughs) So what, what about the, so, so what about the Philly guys? If you could flip, if you could flip CJ and some expiring contracts for either Simmons or Embiid, oh, um, I think it would make more sense for Simmons. Honestly, I mean Embiid would be would be great. I just don't know how that would fit super well. I guess I don't know. That's that's tough. I mean, I would take either. I think um, I feel like for fans up here, you know, they love CJ, but. I just don't – I don't think the way that the team is designed, I just don't think he's given an opportunity to do as much as he can. And I think yeah. somewhere else where he has – where he has – he touches the ball more, I think he's going to put up better numbers. I think he's going to – he's going to be a great addition to another team, basically, is what I'm saying. But, yeah. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to make a happy man a great wife. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. Embiid would be actually pretty exciting. I don't know. I don't know if that would be a difference maker or not, though, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm always optimistic, but th- there, has to be, there has to be some pretty major shifts, I think, this offseason. Like, Portland has, I think they were the third worst defense in basketball. Is that right? Yeah, like number 27 or something like that. So Simmons would be more helpful than getting a, that perspective for sure. a big guy on the perimeter. I you mean, lose the shooting, but I mean, he can crash the he can crash the paint like crazy. Yeah, he can go get some. He can go up for a bucket. Um, I would be excited about that. I'm not. You think that they're just blowing up the Philly team? Probably, right? I mean, I I mean, I would, but I'm obviously not qualified to yeah. be an NBA GM or I'd be one. You know, I don't know. I mean, I would be I would be splitting with those guys. The process didn't work, I guess. Maybe that's where Dan Tony's going. I don't know. No, that would be interesting. <laughs> I have no idea. I kind of want him to go to Milwaukee. Ooh. But I don't know. But if Giannis, if Giannis is unfollowing all of his teammates, I have no idea. <laughs> if if the you know if, you know if the Lakers lose, they're fucking firing Dave Yeager. So right, who is that guy? <laughs> he he. I remember he coached the Grizzlies when they were pretty good. Okay. <laughs> when they like, I didn't know that. Honestly, I've never heard of him. Yeah, he yeah he coached that. Remember, like Matt Barnes was on that team, and okay, yeah, yeah, is that with uh, Randolph? Yeah, and like they almost beat the, they almost kept the Warriors from breaking the single season record. I remember, gotcha. and then there were kind of some calls down the line that it was like they're breaking the record. Okay. <laughs> But I don't know. I thought he was. I thought he was at least okay. But it doesn't seem like. I saw a tweet the other day that was like, "Does anybody know what Dave Yeager does?" I always see him at Lakers games, standing around. <laughs> well, you know, LeBron's fucking coaching the team. Yeah. What's the yeah. point? I know. That's why. That's why they bring in a yes man, like whatever this dude's name is. <laughs> I still don't remember. Zach something. What? <laughs> Steve Yeager. Dave Yeager. Dave Yeager. Yeager. Gotcha. Yeah, but I mean, at that point, I feel like. It takes a special personality, I think, to quote Coach LeBron, right? Because he's, he's kind of he kind of runs the show, from what I can see. But yeah, this next right. matchup, though, this next matchup in the East is going to be where it's at. 
Uh, it's going to be a crazy series, I think. If the Nuggets can pull this off, I'd be interested to see what, what kind of fight they can put up against the Lakers. I think either any way you look at it, I think the East is probably – the East is going to take it this year. I know that's uh, probably unpopular. Ooh. Well, yeah, let's let's oh. let's let's end the podcast there. So what's who's your pick? I'm going Heat, baby. Heat all the way. Miami. I think I think that I also think the Heat are going to win. We can – let's see. Let me see what those odds are right now. <laughs> I still can't get finals winner on DraftKings yet. DraftKings, hook me up. Get the get the odds to win the title on right now. Why did they not have that? Uh, it's probably I I don't know. It might not be until the Nuggets Clip series is over. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But uh, all right, we're both picking the Heat. Both picking the Heat, and then I think ugh, I don't know. I think if the Clippers if the Clippers can get past the Nuggets, I think the Clippers can beat the Lakers. The Clippers should beat the Lakers. And on paper, they should. They should. <laughs> but, you know, I, fuck, I don't know. It's, only it's, time will tell. Yeah, only time will tell. Yeah, we'll we'll have to we'll have to pick up another one of these for five. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think that maybe Sunday nights might happen. We might need to uh, pencil in for for our hoop corner. We'll think of something to call it. Oh, hoop corner. Okay. The okay. high the high pick and roll. I don't know the pick and pop. <laughs> 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 all right kyle i will uh all right i'll be i'll be texting you like crazy as soon as these games start again so thanks for coming in yeah thanks for having me hot little takes baby hot little takes find it wherever you find podcasts